What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm joined tonight by my friend Juice. I'm Cody. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap. You can follow Juice at Juice on Tap. We're brand is branded as fuck, as I like to say every time me and Juice do this show. Uh, Cubs lose six to three. Cubs make it look better than what it really was. Um, just an overall tough night, buddy. Uh, how you doing? How you feeling? Um, Bad, uh, bad audio, great visual. Uh, I'm wearing the Cubs' new City Connect hat, so that's about the only thing that's making me happy right now because it came in the mail yesterday. Nice, bud. Uh, positives only. Um, <laughs> we're gonna try to be positive, right? At least for maybe ten seconds of this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not fun. Uh, last three days, not fun. But uh, with that said, you know, eventually they won't be in New York, and we'll be back at at Wrigley Field and Vibes will be back. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. Cubs are just not playing well, and Ronnie Wu Woo went to a Sox game, and, uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. The world, uh, 2020 was fucked up. 2021, man, extra fucked now that we're out of this. Yeah, except it's more positive vibes, and no one's, you know, we don't have shit blowing up and people dying every day. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, you just kind of, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like this Mets series was going to go this way. The Mets series in April, the Cubs had a lot of things go their way, and they end up sweeping the series. And in this series, the Mets have had a lot of thing go a lot of things go their way. And as we've seen, they've won three straight to start this series. Cubs have a chance to salvage one tomorrow. The only thing that I kind of feel that doesn't like hurt me as much is like remember when they were getting their ass beat by the Giants, like. That yeah. team, you couldn't name anyone on that team. This Mets team's actually good. They're at the top yeah. of their division for a reason. They're they're good. And they have the starting pitching. And of course, this Cubs team just doesn't have the starting pitching. I mean, we had to start Robert fucking Stock tonight. I didn't know who Robert Stock was until two days ago, bro. Yeah, the dial like, was way down today, buddy. Just way down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The stock, yeah. The stock market was way down tonight. Uh, you hate to see it. Um I don't know. It, it's a tough one just because, like, you had to go up against Jacob DeGrom, and then you, you kind of hit a break in him needing to come out of the game because of shoulder of a shoulder in, injury, and you don't capitalize still. But, I mean, I, I was kind of hoping maybe Rossi would, you know, bring in some guys to play to, to – once he came out to, like, you know, kind of take the spot of – I don't know, Rafael Ortega and Eric Sogard. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. it was kind of like they booted this one tonight anyway because they didn't put the best lineup out there. And it was already bad enough you didn't have KB. And and I don't, I'm not worried about KB. I just knew that he probably wasn't going to play tonight. He probably won't play tomorrow either. But I thought when DeGrom came out, I was like, all right, we got a new ball game, especially after Rizzo hit the home run. And But then Stock just like – he didn't give you the shutdown inning you needed. He didn't give it. And you know, if if they would have been able if they would have been able to hold him to those three runs, uh, I mean we'd be in extras right now. But yeah, it's uh it's tough. It is tough because you go into the game, it's almost like a double kick in the balls, right? Because it's like you go into yeah. the game thinking, All right, we're gonna have to work at bats against DeGrom. And then the first three innings, he K's eight out of nine, and you're like, Oh, this is gonna be a long, long night, and they score early. Um, but yeah, with that said, man, and then, then he gets hurt and then he can't do anything against, you know, the bullpen either. You know, it was just yeah. kind of like, like I said, it's really hard for batters when they go into a game and you're 
preparing for Jacob DeGrom and then you don't get DeGrom for, but with that yeah. said, they weren't successful against DeGrom either, which nobody It was is. really bad. It was really bad against DeGrom. Um, but they just, they, yeah. this whole series, they just look like a team that's just in it, disinterested of being in, in New York, which right. I can get because it's me and Ron were talking about it last night. It's like you play your division rival at home, you know, full capacity and then you go yeah. out to New York where I don't even know if their ballparks are at full capacity yet or not. Even if I they know the Mets are, isn't. even if they are, the Mets barely fill that park anyway. So, I, I mean, it's the, like, the Mets have it at like 80% right now is what I heard on the broadcast last night. Um, I, 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 you know, your point on, you know, you have, you have a emotional, you know, hundred percent capacity crowd at Wrigley. And then you go out to the Mets and, you know, it's, it's, it's different. You're, you're on the road and the Cubs have struggled on the road this year. Uh, I think there are four games under 500 on the road. Now, someone could correct me if I'm wrong on that. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but my, my thing is, you know, la- like last night's loss is probably what hurts the most because, like, you could have, you could have, you know, you could have came back, but Willie Harris did Willie Harris what he did, and you know, whatever. I don't. I listened to you guys' recap of last night's show, and you know, there's you can justify both sides a little bit. So it is what it is. Um, I think tonight it was just kind of like injuries really showed why you know the flaws the Cubs have, and showed that okay. This team isn't going to be there at the end if all these guys that are hurt right now are, you know, it, it, it eventually it will come back. It will catch up to them. Like, and I've been very positive about this team for the last month and a half. Um, but I feel like maybe this Cubs offense looks a little bit different if you have Matt Duffy or Nico Horner in the lineup against these these high strikeout guys. You know what I mean? Like that was that's kind of the problem is like they don't ha- like right now. They don't have a lot of high contact guys out there. And that's what Nico Horner and Matt Duffy are. They're your high contact guys. I know when Matt Duffy went out, he was like top five in MLB uh, in contact rate, minimum like, I don't know, 50 at bats or something like that at the time. And he's been out a while. I'm waiting to hear when he's coming back. We haven't got an update on him. Nico Horner, obviously, we saw how good he was whenever he was with the team. He was he 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 became a, such a huge piece of the team. And now we have to rely on Sergio Alcantara to be productive as often as he can. We got to, you know, get whatever you can get out of Eric Sogard. It just isn't going to carry throughout the year. And, you know, it I, that is what it is. And it doesn't help that KB got hurt yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he would have done any better against DeGrom, but shit, like, it, it, you, just taking his presence out of the lineup sucks. It absolutely sucks. Yeah, um, you know, the. To build on your point too, it's not just in the lineup; it's it's the starting pitching too. You know, if oh, you yeah. remove an Adbert Elzale out of there, and you have to start guys like Stocks and you know Alec Mills, and those are the guys who are going against you know Tywin Walker and Jake Degrom. It's like you look at the lineup even before it even comes out, and you go, "Man, you're going to need like baseball-y things to happen to win this, right?" It's like you watch yeah. the game and you 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 don't feel confident with the lineup that they can trot out there in thinking I have an advantage here, here, and here. And this lineup looks absolutely atrocious when two of the big four don't play right tonight. Yeah. Wilson Contreras doesn't start. Neither does uh, Chris Bryant. Cause obviously the wrist issue. And it's almost like with the way Ian Happ has looked this year, you only really have like two, maybe two and a half professional hitters 
in a lineup yeah. against a guy like DeGrom and a pitching staff like the Mets that, you know, they just have so many guys that can just throw at you even after, you know, mm-hmm. even last night, you know, Lugo, he's nasty, you know, and then you get to Diaz and he's a great pitcher too. So I don't know, man, it's, it's really, um, it's unfortunate, but I also feel too, like the schedule has been like for June, it's like go on the road, play a long road series. Then they go home and they get like a small, like side taste of, you know, home. And now they're back on the road again. And it's like, just a nice long stretch at home for this team would do wonders, no matter if the teams are, you know, first or second place type caliber or not. It'd just be nice for them to get a nice run at Wrigley. And I know they've had that, you know, recent and already once or twice this season. But I think it's almost yeah. like just stay ahead and play 500 ball until you can get home and then, you know, just go on a huge run and sweep and, and win two out of yeah. three against the teams at home. Yeah, well, they, they play a lot of games at home in, in May. So that's yeah. why all these road games have come up in June. And we talked about, we talked about, like everyone's talking about going into June, you know, it's a really tough schedule. It's going to tell us whether the Cubs are going to buy or sell in July, you know, depending on what happens in June. Now, and before before I get to what I want to say, I guess we can answer Scott from Iowa's uh, comments here. He asked, so uh, why did Stock hit his last at bat? I was wondering the same thing too. I don't know if you noticed Juice. He he hit for himself yeah. and then they took him out. I didn't really understand it except for maybe the fact that it was still early in the game, but it was like well, limited bench too. You got to think yeah. with no Chris Bryant. You know, I assumed tonight was like I can't play Chris Bryant. So yeah. I mean, with limited bench, if you burned one that early with nobody on base, I'm pretty sure at that time nobody was on. It's like well, for what? You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's kind of in that fourth inning and if you didn't have you know he actually almost hit the ball out like in his bat yeah bat. he hit yeah. one to like dead center, dead center. almost to the warning track that's the <laughs> only thing i could come out of a with. swing yeah yeah, yeah I didn't that was the only thing i could come up to like yeah, i mean yeah. when you look at it they they were on a limited bench tonight i mean right. realistically with and he didn't want to burn willie there because it's like mm-hmm. that's your backup catcher plus you know and then the only other guy would have been alcantara right or yeah, Marisnik, so. yeah, those or, two. Those. Yeah, but I, you, you were almost kind of hoping for that point that the game settled down and they would have been able to, you know, claw back. And then you're using those high leverage guys later on the game, opposed to, you know, I think that was what the fourth inning at that point. It's kind of yeah. that's a tough spot. I, I don't There's fault Rossi inning, for I that one. I do fault yeah. Rossi for sending out stocks for the fourth inning, like we said yeah. earlier. I think yeah. it was almost time to maybe even go to Abbott then. I know he gave up a home run, but um, it wasn't it, the thing. The difference was that he was throwing strikes. I think that was the biggest thing for right. Stock tonight. He couldn't throw strikes. He what he walked five or six guys. He you walked one that. on four pitches. Walked one guy on four pitches with the bases loaded. Like he, he had six walks tonight, man. Like you can you can throw triple digits every single pitch, like Jacob Degrom. But if you can't throw strikes, it doesn't matter. And uh, yeah, that's what separates. That's what separates even like the the average pitchers to to the bad ones. You know what I mean? Like, and it's one of those things where like you you just like throw strikes, and that guy's trying to throw strikes, but he just can't do it. Mm-hmm. I that's something that pitching coaches and all those people know how to fix it potentially. I I like Stock. There was like that first inning, he got that ground ball double play uh, to kind of you know keep the game tied and i was like all right 
he got some momentum. He's probably maybe it'll help him settle in a little bit. And then, you know, then he walked more guys. And I mean, you walk, if you keep walking guys, it's going to come back to haunt you unless you're, you know, Jacob deGrom, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, unless you're a guy like that. And even though he can throw a hundred miles per hour, it doesn't, doesn't mean that, uh, you know, doesn't mean that he, you know, fuck just throws strikeouts or gets strikeouts every bat like DeGrom right. did for that one time through the lineup. So, you know, I again, I do like Stock, and I would be interested to see how the Cubs will use him moving forward. I think with the stuff, maybe he could be a nice bullpen piece, um, in which he probably would be because Albert Alzale would have started tonight probably or Trevor Williams would have started tonight probably uh, if they were healthy. So, I again, I, I go back to the, the injury thing. Like, this is one of those series where the injuries are really showing. Missing Nico Horner, missing Matt Duffy, missing Albert Alzale. And you knew you were going to miss Albert Alzale eventually. You knew you were. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, on top of the fact they had to go up against DeGrom, get the break that he comes out of the game early, you know, and then you give up more runs. And then you had – you kind of had some chances there in the middle innings to to maybe claw back and you just can't you can't come through. It's tough, but I don't know, man. I a lot of people on, you know, were in our the Cubs on tab mentions just like bitching about Jason Hayward after I I tweeted from the account was like, you know, looking at Jason Hayward's slash line is not fun. And it's not fun right now. He's bad in like 164 or some shit like that. And his slugging is below 300 and his on base is well below 300. And like, it's not great. It's like, this is your highest paid player on the team. And he looks awful. And I've been trying to hold out and wait for him to like get it together. But this guy just doesn't have it, man. And I don't know what the Cubs are going to do. Like, they can't keep playing him. Like, it's going to get to a point, if it keeps trending like this, that he's just going to be your late-inning defensive replacement, and it is what it is. I don't care that he's making $20-plus million a year. If you want to win, you have to do what you got to do. It sucks. I like him as a player. I like him as a person. But, like, he is just not getting it done right now, man. Yeah, two spots in that outfield really aren't getting it done, you know, because Ian Happ is getting a lot of a lot of playing time out there in center. And you start to think, you know, obviously you've seen Wisdom play a lot and Matt Duffy plays third. So when he comes back, you know, does Chris Bryant just exclusively play right field? You know, that's the Mm. and maybe at that point. You know, what What do you – then what do you even, do? Because even, then you're rotating three in center field with Marisnik too. So it yeah. ends up being like what – what? because <laughs> personally I think when Nico's back or when they get somebody back, I think Eric Sogard is he's DFA'd. I think that's the yeah. first move that they do to clear, you know, some roster spot for the bench. After that, it's – it'd be really interesting to see what they do to clear spots because there's some guys on this team – like Sergio Alcantara, like, you know, um, Patrick Wisdom, who they've produced and warranted, you know, a spot on that bench. So what do you do? Because you can't have three guys in center field, two of which are, are one, one of which is Ian Happ, who you're kind of projecting as your future, you know, for, for your future clubs. And you're looking yeah. at Jason Hayward, who is – if I'm not mistaken, he's like 23, 24 million this year. <laughs> so that's not a guy that you're just going to sit and, and, 
you know, have as a defensive replacement. You know, that's yeah. – I'm sorry. I, I hate to say it, but money talks. And yeah. the guy's going to be out there against right-handed pitching. He's just going to – and he's that bad. So, yeah. it's a matter of uh, – turn it around, buddy. I don't know what you were doing, you know, last year, the year before, when we saw at least a serviceable Jason Hayward. You know, he wasn't – Right. He wasn't the – 180 190 million dollar guy you expected you were getting when you made the the signing but what's he needs to be at least 2019 mm. 2020 Jason Hayward right and I I'm not trying to like go in on him I mean he was literally a pinch hitter tonight and but like I it, I got people talking about it because you know he came up to the bat and he struck out really badly and it's just like dude like when are you gonna get it going man because like it was one thing when you can't hit lefties, but man, like he can't hit anyone right now. And the Cubs are going to need him to to show up eventually. They're and the same thing with Ian Happ. They're going to need Ian Happ to at least be more consistent. Hits a home run against against St. Louis over the weekend, and since that home run, I believe was on Saturday. What has he done? He hasn't done really much of anything, and he strikes out a lot. And it's just like I thought he had taken he had had turn the corner last year and we're seeing a lot of what we saw in like 18 this year yeah we saw like the good ian hap that we really like is like all of 17 all in like second half of 19 when he finally got called back up and then this year uh or not this year 2020 you know that was the in hap that we that we were like all right that, that's what we want to see. And, you know, after he was spent all of 19 down in the in the minors, basically, and then brought back up and was scorching hot and then took that into 2020 and pretty much played that way for most of those two months. You know, you thought you're going into 2021 with a, an improved player, a guy that you that we talked about on this podcast as a guy of that we were like, this is a guy that potentially, you know, might earn himself a contract extension and keep around for the next set of core players to, you know, when the Cubs are ready to contend again. And he ain't playing like it, man. It's like, it's like I'm ready for Brennan Davis to come up and show us yeah. what he's got. And that's, <laughs> you know? the, and that's the flip of it, right, man? Because in yeah. a guy like that with potentially some revenue coming back into the Ricketts, you know, pockets to invest back into the ballpark, you're looking at, at Ian Happ as way differently than you would have at the beginning of the season now. Right, because mm-hmm. there are guys in in the system right now who can play his position and are worth taking a look at. And I think yeah. I, I don't want to get overly, you know, critical of Ian Happ. I still think that that potential is still there. I think somewhere inside of that, I think the smartest thing for him to do would be to go to Chris Bryant and see what he did over the course of last off season, because it seems like the same problems Bryant had last year with high fastballs is the same problem that Ian Happ has had almost his yeah. whole career. You know, it's, right. it's the fact that he seems to get on top of them. If he does hit him, it's choppers. Yep. It's, it's weak contact. He's got to figure out how to level out some of his swing, at least a little bit, because while I love it and I understand the three outcome baseball that we're, you know, in now that's, that's not going to, you know, that's not the guy that we need out of that center field position when, you know, there are guys on this team, if you are going to look to the future to extend some of them, we need Ian Happ to be, you know, doubles and singles guy for a lot of it too. I, he can he can hit 20 bombs. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Hit 20, 25 bombs, but I want to see Ian Happ between 270, 280. 
that's that's right. where I that's where I need to have him at. And you, and at the very least, need is on base to be high because yes. one of the things people like, love to talk about him is he's always going to give you a good at bat. He's going to walk a lot, and I mean he ha- I guess he he pro- he has done that most of the season. It's just he's not he's just not producing. He's not get he's not helping driving in runs on a consistent basis. And if he's going to be in the middle of the lineup, we kind of ha- we kind of need him to do that. You know what I mean? Like today, you look at the lineup. You had Jock Peterson, Rizzo, Baez, Hap, and Wisdom. That, that was your first five guys in the lineup. Ian Hap goes 0 for 4 with the strikeout, left two on base. Dude's batting 189 for the season. Again, yeah. you in a regular lineup, you probably got Chris Bryant there, and Ian Hap's probably batting fifth instead of fourth or sixth, and you switch him with Wisdom, whatever. I don't know. I'm just saying that, like, you know, the leadoff thing didn't work out, and thank God Jock Peterson has, has, has flourished in that role, but – like we 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 just need more consistency. Like I thought on Saturday he he was going to turn the corner to hit, after hitting that home run against St. Louis, and especially going into that Sunday game when he had a his career numbers against Carlos Martinez were really good, and he went an O for again. And I think he had a strikeout, and it's just like all right, well, and then we just haven't seen anything any better this week either. So it's just like all right, let's back to the drawing board again. And like I just. I just don't know. I uh, and I, I agree with you though that the high fastball is really hurting him right now. He's always been a better low ball hitter. He hits a lot of all, almost all of his home runs always go to the opposite field. It feels like, um, and that's because they pitch him away. And he take when he's going well, he's taking pitches away or he's hitting them to dead center. He very rarely pulls one out. It almost feels like, and he and that's not even just for home runs. Just like any any ball that he hits, it feels like he never pulls it. I don't know if if that's a problem or or what, but it's definitely a, a cold zone too. I mean, it seems like they get underneath his hands up in the zone far too often in his at bats. He needs what he needs to do is is maybe if he doesn't want to go to the Chris Bryant route, he just needs to pull one into the seats two or three times to get him back to going away because it seems like that's just it it fits his approach. But yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I think that. It's just frustrating because, like, you know, he has that much talent. He mm-hmm. literally was one of the MVPs of the Cubs last last short season, and you mm-hmm. look at what he's producing now, and you're like, man, I can't have a hurt second baseman, um, a hurt you know third base, two hurt third baseman, and mm-hmm. Jason Hayward out in right field doing what he's doing. I mean, yeah. like we said, you realistically tonight you had like three and a half good hitters. That's right. That's it. I mean, if it keeps going like this for you nap, then Jake Marisnik really is going to start getting more playing time too. And he hasn't done anything to lose playing time, but at the same time, I don't know how good he would be playing every day. Like he's been really good in his role. You know what I mean? Yep. When you take guys out of their role, it will catch up. It, they, you, you know, water will find its medium. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it, like that will happen. So that's why the Cubs need, Ian Happ to like figure it out, man. Yeah, him I mean, and Jason A were both. You can't be putting Marisnik out there against right-handed pitching either. They've shown the splits right. plenty of time on Marquee. He's yeah. he's that's just not who he is. He's, he's yeah. strictly against left-handed pitching, and yeah. yeah, that's that's a problem because Ian Happ's better from the left side. So, mm-hmm. well, no, that would make more sense. Maybe maybe that's the platoon yeah. that that you need to to have. You know, maybe yeah. maybe that's just what you end up doing more often now. Um, right. And I hate it for Ian, but dude, you, until you can show me that you're going to show up, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, the, the Cubs got to do something because they can't continue to throw guys like Sogard and Alcantara out there and expect, right. all right, well, you know, we're, we're just going to try to squeeze every ounce of talent these guys got out of them. It's going to catch right. up. All right. And we're bitching about fucking Ian Happ and Jason Hayward, but as an overall offense tonight, the Cubs struck out 16 times. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just – it's not great, Bob. And then their entire – like the over the entire series – the Cubs have the Cubs pitching staff has walked the Mets twenty times or more. I saw the stat earlier. I don't. I assume they might have walked another guy eventually. So at least twenty times throughout these three games, and that's not going to get it done either. So across the board, it, nothing is going right, and that's what happens when you lose three in a row. So um, the if you you want me to spin zone it and, and name you some some positives because we've been bitching. You, I can do that. You want me to do that for you, Juice? Why not? Let's just inject <laughs> some positivity into this show. All right. Uh, Anthony Vincent Rizzo goes yard again, back-to-back days. Uh, June Rizzo's here. He's his OPS over 800. Um, I wish some guys would have been on, but, you know, when he hit the home run, you're like, all right, DeGrom's out. You maybe come back, whatever. It didn't happen. But I think for him, uh, he almost hit one out off DeGrom. So I think he's seeing the ball good. He's seeing the ball great. Um which, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, remember in San Diego when he just dropped that pop-up and, yeah. like, he yeah. was getting trolled all over the internet? And I feel like since that game, he's kind of been on a different level. Like, he's it, – it, it, like, woke him up or something. I don't know. So, yeah, I, there's a positive is, you know, he's playing well. Um, You know, Rafael Ortega had the home run in the ninth inning. You know, I don't – I say it as a positive just because, like, I guess it – it shows that he can be a nice piece off the bench still. I, I haven't been as high on him as I have like Alcantara or Wisdom, but, uh, you know, he could he could turn on one, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll kick rocks too when everybody's healthy. I, right, I that's say, true. You know, thanks no, for I the agree. home run, but cool yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. Lost 6-3. Yeah, um, I guess a real positive. Tommy Nance goes two innings again tonight. Yeah, he didn't so allow good. anything. He's yeah, so and, uh, and Corey Abbott, I know. I don't remember the last time Corey Abbott pitched before this game. I want to say it was the Giants series. I, I'm probably wrong about that. <laughs> I actually think but, you're right on that. Okay. If I am, well, um, you know, he went two innings. He did give up the home run, I believe. I think it was Pilar. Pilar. But, yeah, but, you know. He's, he ate you two clean innings, and all the Cubs only used three pitchers tonight, and they didn't use any of their you know high leverage guys, unless you consider Nance a high leverage guy. I, I consider him a high leverage guy, but David Ross has been kind of using him all over the board. Like it doesn't really yeah. matter. He's kind of like I love his just versatility. Been, yeah, like they just using him whenever, and I'm kind of okay with that. Um, so you know, and my last positive is the Cubs forced the Mets to get Edwin Diaz up and actually come into the game. You know, maybe that plays to I know he only threw like threw like two or three pitches, whatever, but you still had to warm him up. He's not going to be as fresh tomorrow if they use him, if it's a close game. Just I don't know. It's 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 a little bit different than it would would have been if it would have been six to one and they didn't have to use him. That's it is what it is. I, I there aren't a lot of positives, man, but uh, no, and, and it doesn't mm-hmm. get any easier. What a what a brutal stretch of starters that the Cubs had to face mm-hmm. in the last five games. I mean, even dating back to the the win against Martinez, that guy's got nasty stuff too. And you, they were lucky to scratch across the two runs to win that ball game. You know, then you got the four games this set where you're seeing, it seems like each and every night is a guy with nasty stuff. The Mets just roll out there. 
Um, yeah. And I haven't looked ahead. I don't know if it gets any easier, but we'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll take it one game at a time. Hopefully, they avoid this four game sweep tomorrow. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing in these three games is like you know, Tejon Walker. He's he's really broke broke out this year. Like he's always a solid pitcher. He's actually a guy I was hoping the Cubs might have been able to get on the cheap this past off season. Um, but he, you know, he had like a career day the other day and then, you know, DeGrom was DeGrom, but like, you know, it doesn't mean the Mets bullpen isn't, isn't good either. Um, you know, I, the offense, it just needs to cut down on those strikeouts. The, the, the last three days, the offense has looked like April's offense and that team in April yeah. was striking out a ton. Not so fun. yeah, it's not fun. So yeah, man, I think that's – I don't really have much else to say on this one except for that, you know, I think it's one you just throw into Lake Michigan and mm-hmm. you just try to come out. You you got Kyle Hendricks tomorrow. You, you put your there's A. There's your positive. Your, yeah, there's another positive. You got Kyle Hendricks tomorrow and you put your A lineup out there and you try to win and, and, and bring some positivity home back to Wrigley for a five-game set uh, between the Marlins and the, and the Indians. So, um yeah, man. I, I got, like I said, nothing else on this game. Me neither, man. Uh, it's one of those. <laughs> I, I often watch these games, and I think, uh, you know, what else would I be doing while watching these when they're losing like five to one or six to one? Like shit, mm-hmm. man. Like, what would I rather be doing? And I don't want any more of those because it seems like, you know, the, this whole series has kind of been like that. It's like, what else could I be watching? What else could I be in taking? Because. Obviously, we both watch other sports other than baseball, and mm-hmm. hopefully tomorrow is a different story. I want to turn the Cubs game on and go. All right, this is. Uh, I want to watch this from front to back, and let's. Uh, I want to be entertained, and and being yeah. entertained by good baseball, um, like you said, cutting the walks down and making sure you're making more contact. I think is a good step in the right direction uh, for this ball club. And I think uh, with Kyle on the mound, you know, you're the ace, buddy. You're the, the stopgap. I always remember talking about, you know, these old Cubs teams in 2016 and, and, and you know, bet, looking at like 98 and 03. It's like the, the aces of that team, when they were on a, on a losing streak, they, they took the ball and they said, all right, it stops with me. Let's, we're not letting this thing go, you know, full rotation through without, you know, making sure that we, uh, we at least get one out of them. So Kyle put the cape on tomorrow and uh, let's get, let's get one. Yeah, well, you know, with that said, you know, Kyle Hendricks is he's uh he's been really good against most of these these Mets hitters and I'll get to that in a second, but he's he's coming in after a really nice start on Saturday against the the Cardinals uh where he struck out two, walked one and gave up three hits. Um obviously, I think the big story from that game is that uh I think he gave up what two runs? Yeah, he gave up two runs. So, and I think they're both on solo solo homers. I want to say Nolan Arenado and Paul DeYoung went yard that game, um, and he leads the league and with 19 homers on the season. That's been his one flaw this year, um, and I think a lot of it has to do with just leaving the changeup or that sinker up. And uh, you know, I that's the key for him tomorrow is to not do that. <laughs> I think. Um, but at the very least, limit limit the damage, limit the damage, and uh, you know, give the Cubs some clean innings to start the game, so the Cubs can potentially, you know, force Marcus Stroman to, you know, 
you know, be, feel the pressure. You know what I mean? Like that, that was the thing. Jacob DeGrom, he might've just gone out there and thrown a perfect game tonight. Cause he knew that the Mets were going to score off Robert stock and he was mowing Cubs hitters down. I feel like tomorrow, you know, it's a little bit of an even more even matchup. And if the Cubs can put together some, some good at bats, which despite striking out eight of not, eight of the nine first batters they did make Degrom throw like 50 pitches through like four innings no Ortega made him throw like 11 pitches they can do something similar to that maybe a little bit better than that and maybe not strike out every single time like it makes Stroman you know if you can get Stroman out by the fourth fifth inning fifth inning is probably more realistic you can get him out then I think you got a chance with the bullpen the Cubs have so um Stroman he uh you know He's delivered between six and seven innings in each of his last seven starts, allowing three or fewer runs. Uh, he has a 2.49 ERA over that stretch. On the year, he's six and four with a 2.33 ERA, 67 strikeouts. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's not you know I don't I'm not gonna try and say that facing Stroman tomorrow is gonna be a lot easier than facing Degrom even though it will be, but Stroman ain't no joke either. He's he's on this team and pitching really well right now. And, uh, you know, I think that the Cubs, at, though, after facing DeGrom and after these last three days, and, and, you know, even though they lost tonight, that ninth inning, I mean, I guess maybe 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 bring a little – bring some of that energy with you tomorrow. Like, hey, like we yeah. almost came back. Like we got the offense going a little bit. Like, like – I baseball's so weird man like stuff like that it it will roll into the next day if you're a good team and or a team that just you know kind of vibes like this cubs cubs team does like they're just they're just a lot different than bad teams man we all thought they're gonna be bad and they're not bad there's just you know the series just really fucking sucked it's like that damn giant series man um but uh, yeah, man. I any what, what are your thoughts on Marcus Stroman and uh, in this Cubs lineup yeah, I'm hoping they just, like you said, uh, kind of took what I was going to say there. You know, that ninth inning was nice to watch. Um, seemed like they put together a lot more uh, professional at-bats in that ninth inning too, which mm. is something that I think that, like you said, you can take in and tomorrow. It'd be nice if they just got ahead on Stroman real early and mm. then Kyle just could cruise through six. And then you can get to that, you know, chafing um, – you know, Tapera, Kimbrel kind of run there just to kind of nail it all down. It, on getaway day, I think that these are even more important when you've lost the first three of a four-game set because it's like mm. if you if you go home feeling like you just went out there to get your ass kicked for four, it feels really rough, doesn't it? And I mean, for in the sake of the series, the season series, if they win tomorrow, they took four out of the seven. So I mean, it's it's really solid for that. I, I I'm confident with that. I think any of them would take that, considering how good that Mets team is. So it's a matter of just going out there and and putting good at bats together. Take your walks, you know. Let Stroman get in the strike zone and find something, and 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 deposit it somewhere. You know, that's I think that's the key for tomorrow's game. Um, I think a, an early lead would be nice. Um, we just go right into fly the W players, right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. at that point we can just talk about, you know, I, I'm going to take Javi Baez. He's got two at-bats against him. He's got one home run, and Javi just seems like the type of player on getaway day, they put it on the back. Him and Rizzo just seem like the two most uh, positive picks for tomorrow. 
you know, it's, let's just go out tomorrow, win a baseball game and, you know, play clean. You know, and that's about it, you know, play clean, hopefully on the manager side too. I know we didn't talk about it much, but these, these last two have been really uh, critical in terms of David Ross, mm-hmm. hopefully him for his sake too. He has a nice managed game tomorrow and it sets up easy for him to feel confident about what he's doing with his ball club too, because there have been some, some questionable kind of decisions that were made over the last, you know, three games here. So um, oh, yeah. with that said, yes. let's, uh, let's just try to get a dub tomorrow. Yeah, man, you hit it on the nail about David Ross, you know, tonight leaving stock in for an extra inning the night before with, you know, um, just how the ending of that game went. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't like, this, the, like I, go I ahead. don't know. I know you listened to last night's episode. I was a huge component of the hit and run at that point. That's just yeah. I thought that that was something that needed to happen, considering, you know, even if Sogard struck out last night, I, I thought Mariznick was taking second. So it's kind of like a a two for it's like a two for one positive kind of thing there. I really thought, mm-hmm. I don't think Sodegaard was going to line into a double play there. And even if he did, he hit it hard somewhere. You tip your cap and say, all right. But yeah, that was, that was kind of my critical comment of David Ross last night. And obviously, like you said today, it was the being having too much leash with, with a guy who you could clearly see was struggling. Right, right. Um, so everyone knows I always take Chafin as my fly to W player. Um, but if I did take an offensive player, if I took a position player, I'm going to roll with, uh, you know, the captain, Anthony Rizzo. I think you said it whenever the Cubs, uh, you know, after after Rizzo dropped the ball or whatever in that that Padre series. And, you know, the the that was after they had lost four or five. Um, so the Cubs are on another one of those like little mini losing streaks, you know. This is when the captain comes out. It's when he puts the team on his back. Uh, he's never he's never actually faced uh, Marcus Stroman, uh, but, which is so I, you know, odd. It is, but he spent most of his career with Toronto, right? So, like, yeah, maybe still, that's probably I mean, why they went to Wrigley in twenty. Oh, in like 2018, 18 or 20, yeah, or yeah, it was twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. I want to say was it's he hurt. Like that's he might have been, yeah. Or they just I mean it's a three game set. I'm pretty sure probably Maybe they, so missed they probably just missed him. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know, but he's uh, never faced Strowman. Um, that could be good for Strowman. That could also be good for Rizzo. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. I I I, I don't know what it is. I think the Cubs are going to pull one out tomorrow. Um. I lost all my money. I, I won on the White Sox today, <laughs> put it all on the Cubs. I bet them at plus 260 to start the, at the beginning just because I was like, I'm going to close my eyes and just not not even pay attention to what the Cubs are putting out there. We're just going to ride positive vibes. Didn't work out. DeGrom came out. They were setting up plus 900, threw $5 on it. Didn't work out. So I just lost all my money that I won from the White Sox winning today to <laughs> – because of the Cubs. So it, it is what it is. But I'm going to bet the Cubs tomorrow. Um, and I think Rizzo, at the very least, is going to get a hit against Marcus Stroman. Um, hopefully they, those odds are not too too uh, in favor of that. But and, and maybe you can get it at like minus 150. But um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't really have much le- else except for, yeah, you got to win tomorrow and take some momentum going back to Wrigley. I know the Cubs have struggled on the road. I know they've been really good at home. But at the end of the day, if by the end of the season you're around 500 on the road and, you know, really good at home, that's a recipe for a really good fucking team. So, yep. um, and we've seen this Cubs team win big games on the road. 
that it's literally just a week ago, they beat you Darvish in San Diego. And the game before that, they beat another really good pitcher. I can't remember, but they, they took two or three in San Diego. That team's really fucking good. I'm not going to forget that. Um, there, there's, there's some, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. There's still, you know, injuries that guys got to get healthy, but we just got to maintain pace. Um, I haven't mentioned this at all, but I tweeted, I believe it was on the day of the first game when the Padres came to Wrigley at the beginning of the month. I think it was, it was either Memorial. Yeah, it was Memorial Day, actually. It was Memorial Day. So it was May 31st. So it, it was the beginning of the, you know, the June schedule, basically, right? And I said by, the end of the Mets series that the Cubs would be nine and eight. Um, they might be nine and eight exactly tomorrow if they lose. If but they, they lose, if okay. they lose, yeah, they could be nine and eight. But I, I said that I would be happy with nine and eight if it does happen. And if again, if they lose, it will be. But if they win, it'll be uh, what ten and seven. Ten and seven. Like, yeah. So I, I think all things considered, considering how tough the first part of this June schedule it was. I, there's not a lot you can be mad about. Plus, like I said before you even went live, the Brewers lost today, so you, you don't even lose a spot in the, in the standings today. I don't know what the Cardinals did. doesn't really fucking matter. They won one to nothing. No, fuck them. Fuck yeah. them. I fucking hate fucking yeah. St. Louis. Well, they're playing tomorrow. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, you know, the, they're helping they're helping them get set up to get their ass beat by the Cubs this weekend. So yep. um, all I'm saying is, is given the schedule coming out, whether it's 10 and seven or nine and eight after tomorrow, I think is, is solid. When I added it all up, I was hoping that the Cubs would go three and three against the Padres, take two or three against St. Louis and go four and four between the giants and the Mets. Um, And we swept the Cardinals and went five and one against the Padres, but it's just been tough against the giants and the Mets. So um, I almost predicted correctly, but I don't know. I, I think that's just a little bit of my own, uh, you know, bigger picture like things things could have gone a lot worse um but you know a winning record in june is 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 not bad i can't complain so yeah through that 17 game stretch i bet you if you asked david ross if you if you would guarantee nine and eight he would have been like yeah sign me up i'm good because that's a good yeah. quality group of teams that you beat to go nine and eight and uh yeah you know, get a win tomorrow and 10 and seven sounds good to me you know, almost mm-hmm. you're you're halfway through over halfway through the gauntlet that is, you know, Jul- the June schedule. So, yeah. um, and you're still in first. So, yeah. you, you'll start to get healthy. You'll start to play better baseball once these guys are back and uh, get some home cooking. Be nice to have you know this five game set, like you said, um, after they. But take care of business tomorrow first to get some momentum. That way you can come home and you know take another five at home. How sweet would that be? You know, you, you take yeah, five man. at home and mix. Makes everything feel better about what happened over this this course of this series. So, and, yeah, and another and a, for sure. And another thing, like the Mets, they they aren't even in the division. So it's like as long as you keep beating on the teams that are in your division. I know the Cubs have struggled against Milwaukee, but outside of that, they've played very well against all the other teams in the division, especially St. Louis. I just like to reiterate that that they're like five and one against them. Um, so as long as you Take care of business in your division. The Cubs should be just fine, but you just in play five hundred base, five hundred baseball against all the rest of them. You know that's all you can. That's all I can ask for. So, anyway, man. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good with it, man. I think uh, 
I'm not exactly sure, but I do think that the Milwaukee Brewers play a series against the Mets late in the year, if I remember correctly, of looking at their schedule. So, you know, glass half full, you know, mm. with the division on the line, possibly they'll be maybe looking at DeGrom, Tyon Walker, and Marcus Stroman, opposed to, you know, I think the Cubs play Pittsburgh and then the Reds, if I'm not mistaken, at the end of the year. So, I know the very last series of the year they play St. Louis, actually. So, um, yeah. But I, the series before those, I, I I don't know. I haven't looked at the sep- September schedule up close. So so the oh. so the here just confirmed it. So September 24th to the 26th, the second to last series of the year, the Mets play um, the Brewers. Okay. So, yeah, well, I'll take uh, that. That'll... There's going to be a lot of strikeouts and really low scoring games in those, in those games, unless, you know, injuries or something to change things. But yeah, those will be really boring games that no one's going to want to watch. I guarantee it. I'm right. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, again, this is uh, Cubs on tap, the official uh, Cubs podcast of the on tap sports network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody on tap. You can follow juice at juice on tap and uh, you can follow all the rest of the guys at Cubbies on tap at Cubbies on tap on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Juice, one more time before you get out of here. I don't, did you see the video I posted? Uh, I think on Skies Falling the other day of Cubs fans sweeping, like literally sweeping Cardinals fans down Clark Street. Absolutely loved it. I want that guy <laughs> on the show. Um, <laughs> with I, the I cream pie 69 on his back. I, I own a beer. At least, at least one. That the greatest troll job of all time against the city that, as you know, I absolutely fucking hate. So, uh, yeah, last weekend, I know I wasn't on any of these shows, but I was just full tent erect all last weekend watching this this Cubs Cardinals series. The Cardinals couldn't throw a baseball, man. That's how freaking awesome it was. Now one pitcher knew how to throw a strike which yeah. was absolutely just beautiful yeah. to me. And then not only that, then you got to watch them lose a tight one, you know, on Sunday and mm-hmm. Carlos Martinez is acting like he's throwing a perfect game and they're down to nothing. It's like, <laughs> dude, I've never seen anybody flex so hard with their team losing. It was, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, made that, that team look stupid as all hell. Um, yeah. I absolutely loved it. It was maybe one of the best. Uh, series I've ever seen since the beginning of baseball's time. Um, it goes up there. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's Cubs World Series and then Cardinals uh, sweep from last weekend. You know, real close there. Um, but uh, it was absolutely beautiful. It was it was awesome. Yeah. I, I know I didn't get on on shows for for any of those, but um, I was celebrating pretty hard. Uh, watching them just uh piss down their leg for three games it was great yeah uh, i just wanted to end the show on that because at least it gets us out of here with a smile on our face man so damn uh, right hell yeah um let's get a dub tomorrow kyle Hendricks set i'd feed me seven strong uh over three and a half strikeouts i'll take it i don't know what the line is but i'll assume that's what it will be um and yeah let's get a dub head back to wrigley and uh win a win a series Sign me up, man. I'm there. All right. Let's get out of here. The only way we know how. Let's go, Cubs. Go, Cubs.